Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? We got the Week 10 Waiver Wire. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. We wait all year for football to float around. And then you get to week 10 and you're like, what happened? Yeah. There's like four weeks left in your fantasy seasons. Four. Wow. Which means the playoffs are coming soon. Your trade deadlines are coming up. And it makes the waiver wire far more important. Yeah. So on today's episode, this is the time. This is the time to win. This is the time to grind out and get the dubs. Uh, so on this episode, we're going to talk about waiver wire as always on Tuesdays. Uh, my name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. If you haven't listened, that's our names. Those are our individualistic names. Yes. What's up? What's popping? Um, before we jump into our week 10 waiver wire, uh, be sure to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Instagram at thefantasychampions. Like I said, Instagram.com forward slash. Oh my God, I skipped like a whole line. Yeah, Follow us good. on Instagram at thefantasychampions. Like us at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please subscribe. Subscribing is the easiest way to get notified about when we post a podcast. And it is also the best way to support our show and grow it on Apple podcast or any of the major podcasting platforms. I just listed. Exactly. Uh, also, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe there as well. We got to We got to grow it, grow that YouTube channel. Thousand subs. You guys are doing fantastic. Uh, yeah. In terms of uh, our, our view counts. So so just subscribe. So just subscribe and, and continue watching. Um, also, leave a comment down below. Um, any advice or questions that you have, we can we can answer those. Um, and then click the bell for notifications so you get reminded every time we post an episode. Um, so let's jump right into this. Oh, I also want to say liking is uh, super important. So if, if you're watching this video and you 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 know you're one of the 100, 200, 300 people to watch it, just hit like. As simple as that. More people will follow us. More people will watch us. It's simple. Yeah, just do it. All right, let's do it. Bomb. Let's talk about waiver wires because waiver wires yeah. are interesting. This is this Colby, is the show that we're doing. You just attacked our whole audience. I okay. I take it back. No, you don't. no, you don't. I don't. Really. You say you say what you mean, and you mean what you say. All yes. right, let's talk about waiver wire because that's what we're here to do. Um, it should be an interesting show. Uh, this is like like we said earlier. This is where things get serious. Mm, yeah, because you gotta the, win these games. You got to win these games, especially um, you know. Usually, this late in the season, some people take the strategy with waiver budget where they're just going to start. Uh, they save it and then piss it away at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, this, I don't find that the most effective strategy because there usually isn't a lot on the waiver wire at the end of the season. Uh, but this right. is where you're going to find at this point in the year, generally speaking, this is when you want to add like handcuffs to your running backs. You know, a lot of people talk about handcuffing running backs, handcuffing certain players um, mm-hmm. to make sure that you, you know, it, like if at the draft 
to make sure that you don't lose a player and then you have their backup and all that. So I think that's far too early to start thinking about handcuffing players, to be honest with you. Unless you have a um, deep bench. Unless you have a really deep bench. But this is the point in the season where I would start adding handcuffs to your team in case one of your players gets hurt because everyone in your league is either a trying to make the playoffs or B trying to win a playoff game. So they're going to run out and pick up that guy that got hurt and it's going to take a lot of waiver budget. So you might as well get ahead of that trend, make it happen. Obviously we're not going to talk about running backs first, but that is just part of the importance of the waiver wire here at the end of the season. Um, So let's start with quarterbacks. As always, we're going to tell you um, some of our favorite streaming options for week nine or 10, I should say. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I, I jumped the gun on that. Um, so give me give me one or two guys that you really like for this week. Um, number one on this list is Baker Mayfield, and he's probably number one on my list too. If he plays, uh, he's on the COVID list. You really right now, you really trusting him still? Yeah, I mean it's hard to trust him, but again, there was an excuse for two weeks ago in the game against the Raiders, and everybody was saying to start him and stuff. Mm-hmm. That wet, it was just absolutely awful weather. He's playing Houston this week. Yeah, uh, Houston absolutely blows against quarterbacks and just absolutely blows on defense in general. Um, so I would trust him this week, even though okay. it would kind of pain me to do so. I would trust him. Another guy, I think if he's available, not sure he's going to be available in your league, but if he is, I like Jared Goff a lot this week against the Seahawks, who have also struggled okay. against the pass all season. All right. Um, so I think it's an opportunity for you know one of those good game, bad games that he usually has for yeah. it to be a good game. Okay. Um, I guess some guys that, um, hold on a second. You gotta get your list prepared, bro. I I always need my list prepared, but my whole app is glitching right now. So give me one second. One other guy I would mention. There we go. Hold, hold on. Okay. Uh, You're going to, you're going to name all my guys. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, get a life, bro. Um, (laughs) now you should have your notes prepared. It's so true. Um, one guy that I would reference for for this particular week. Um, this is so You're tough. still looking. I'm not, I'm I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, this, yep. uh, you you named all the good ones. So I have one more that I like. I would say Drew Lock against Las Vegas. Okay. Um, he he had 32 this week, 23 the previous week, and the Raiders are another really good matchup. Um, so 32 in our five point touchdown league. I think a four yes, point touchdown yeah, league sorry. had 30. Forgive me. I should just look but in still, another league, still 30 20, but it's still 30 fantasy points. So yeah, he was, he was very good in that game. Um, it's funny because in that game he had uh, 47 rushing yards, which is not yeah. a Drew Locke trait. So interesting. I don't know if that's going to continue, but, um, it's not a bad play, especially when you're talking about the Raiders having a pretty porous defense. It's, it's I would say it's going to be a relatively close game. I don't know about mm. you, but uh, it's yeah. going to be a game that they're going to be bouncing back and forth between. And, and, and obviously, I think it'll it'll equal good things for Drew Locke. It seems like he's unlocking a few traits for himself. Unlocking Drew Locke is unlocking. He's unlocking traits. some traits. Uh, the only other guy that I maybe would think about. Um is possibly Bridgewater against Tampa Bay. I know it seems like a tougher matchup, but it's going to be a game. He had 30 fantasy points against Kansas City, who is in the same region as Tampa Bay. And it's going to be a game where I don't think Tampa is going to come out and have a very bad game again because Brady is an angry individual. 
So I would say that Teddy Bridgewater is probably another good play. And he he actually this week, next week and against Minnesota. And then he has his buy and then plays Denver. Those are probably a, that's a good stretch of games that you can pick him up for. So, um, you might be able to pick him up and just ride him for the next couple weeks, but just be leery that he might have like a, a poop game because that's what Teddy Bridgewater does sometimes. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, Tampa Bay, him against Tampa Bay. I was also hesitant and, and kind of, I don't know, maybe Matt Stafford, but he's playing Washington and Washington's been pretty good in terms of yeah. pass rush. So I, they, they do not give up a lot of fancy points to the quarterback, though. but it doesn't, it, it, that is like bottom of my list in terms of okay. like, if you have nothing left and Stafford's on your um, waiver wire. Yeah. What about Ben Roethlisberger against the Bengals? Is he a stream? If he is. I well, hold know. on. Let me check is his he, numbers right now. See what is he, is he available in your league? 52, 82% rostered. So I don't okay, think he's so never mind. Then. What about Tua against? So Tua is, is not, um, Tua is not owned in that many leagues. Eight no, percent, thirty-two percent. It is an interesting one. What do you think? Um, I think there's guys I would trust over to it, just because I'm not sure how much he's going to actually throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's other guys I would play over him, but I don't think he's going to be a bad option. I mean, the Chargers have been one of the worst teams against quarterbacks this year in fantasy, mm-hmm. so he has an opportunity to get a lot of points. The pass yeah. rush might get to him though. That offensive line still isn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't think it's a bad play. Like I, I'd okay. probably rather him over some of the guys on this list. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he does have like Chargers, um, Broncos, Jets, Bengals. Yeah. A shootout game that they'll have to play against Kansas City. So, yeah, it's not definitely not a bad option. 23, what, oh, actually, with 21 fantasy points in a four-point league. Mm-hmm. Um this week, but he still only here's here's the concern with Tua for me is that he only passed it 28 times. Right. That's, um, that was, and so the, either they're taking their time playing like, conservatively, playing least. conservative so that he doesn't lose. I mean, he's as good as we thought he might be. Yeah. I, I like, think in so. terms of efficiency, like he looks pretty good, but I just don't know if they're going to like allow him to throw it 35 to 40 times a game. Like they were with Fitzpatrick and they haven't really had to do that really. Mm-hmm. Um, against the Chargers, I mean, this is going to be Tua versus Herbert, first of many game. matchups. So, um, we'll see what happens there. But I think I think Tua's a, a. I don't know that I would pick him up and start him this week, but I would pick him up and as a speculative ad if you have a roster spot to be like, okay, maybe Tua ends up being really good as the course of the season goes along. Mm. That kind of ad, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so that unless you have any other quarterbacks you want to talk about, we can move on to running back. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, so running back is interesting. Uh, me and Rick were talking before the show, and I was looking at the week nine running back, uh, week nine numbers at the running back position. So yeah, he's Dalvin Cook, 38, Christian McCaffrey, 32. And then the, the RB3 was James Robinson with 15. Keelan Balaj had 15. And then after top five, it was like 14, 13, 12. Like the yeah. wide receiver, the uh, not the wide receiver, the running back twelve had twelve and a half fantasy points. I think um, Jared McKinnon was like the RB five or six or something like that. I know, like, but gross. it's like a lot of these guys had like very, very right, yeah, very, very uh, mediocre games at the running back position, and the running backs did not look great this week. But it does open up some interesting ads uh, in terms of fantasy football now. Um, 
I mean, the running back position has been really hard. Like I said, handcuffs are probably what the focus needs to be at this position at this point. But one guy that I would reference is Gus Buss. Um, This past week, he, I don't even know. Hold on, let me see what he did. Um, you probably know better because he watched. Um, he watched that he did score game. touchdown. He did. He was very inefficient on the ground, though. Yeah, he was playing, um, and he did fumble as well at the goal line. Thirty-eight percent snap percentage. Did Dobbins out snap him? Uh, he did, but it, he didn't. He didn't get as many touches. I don't think. Yeah, it, it's clear that they want to get more touches to Gus. Yeah, he had fifty-six percent snap percentage, so Dobbins had most of the work. Um, I, I see my problem with Gus Edwards is that I don't like how long is Mark Ingram out? It's on he's week to week. He, he could be back this week. At the yeah. So I, I don't know if I don't know at this point if you want to add Gus Edwards. I feel like it's a waste of a roster spot unless you have if Ingram was out for the year. He would 100 percent be a perfect ad. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely. When Ingram comes back, I just don't know how they're going to use all three guys. I like, think that's what's causing the hesitation uh-huh. with picking up him you know, picking up Edwards because I believe he was on our list last week. Um, but he's still only owned in third 27% of leagues. So it's, it's a little bit, it's an interesting situation with uh, Gus Edwards, but I, I wouldn't add him. Yeah. Um, Kalen Balazs is absolute garbage. Austin Eckler still isn't back. And um, you have him and Josh Kelly who took over for Justin Jackson, who ended up getting hurt this Sunday on the first play of the game. Uh, it, so apparently it was in warmups and they played him anyway. And then he uh, got hurt in the first play. Um, that's even worse. So yeah, that's even worse. So uh, I don't know. Is it, a, is it a significant injury? I can't remember. I think it was a concussion. I think. Oh, so he might not play this week. I don't, I don't know that he's going to play this week, but we'll see. We've seen uh, Allen Robinson recover from a concussion in six games, six days. Oh, it was so. a knee injury, actually. Oh, was it a knee injury? Somebody yeah. got hit with a concussion. I know. I know. I I believe you. Yes, somebody had a concussion this week. But uh, anyway, uh, so Josh Kelly and Kalen Balaj do, especially with their their rest of season schedules. Um, see, their rest of season schedules aren't even that great. <laughs> It's it's so hard to justify picking up Kalen Balage too. No, I it's, see. I wasn't really. I I, I would less talk he about picking up Balage and more talking about picking up Joshua Kelly. But a lot of people are like, "Oh my God, Balage out snapped Kelly!" Oh, I'm like let's keep our pants on. All right. It's just because he, he plays that path catching role. That's yeah. why. Oh, he did have fifteen carries. That's like <sighs> that's weird. See, this is another area where I'm like, I made a trade on Sunday, pretty disgusting trade, and um, and Josh Kelly was in it, and I'm like, I was gonna drop him, and then I was like, I just see what happens today, and then Justin Jackson got hurt, and Josh Kelly got eight fantasy points, and I'm like, why? Why did anybody? Like, I just threw him in the deal because I, like, the other person was like, oh, can you take him? And I'm like, whatever. I'm like, you're gonna, you're just gonna drop him, and that's what I'm gonna do yeah. with him. So like, why are you giving me Josh Kelly? <laughs> Anyway, so I, I don't know that I would pick up either one of those guys. Is there anyone on this list that you're like pumped about? You're pumped on. You're like, I need to get out and get this guy. No, the only guys. Who the hell is Salvin Ahmed? Uh, he had the most carries on the Dolphins, and he actually played good. Wow. Um, All right. He's probably the only guy I would actually pick up on this list. Um, but even him, I'm like, I'm not really trying to pick up. <laughs> yeah. I think he had... Uh, it was like 10 carries for 50 yards. I want to say I'll get the exact numbers in a second. Right. 
Oh, he had seven seven carries for thirty eight yards, but he, he rushed for four point five point four yards a carry, um, and he had forty four percent snap percentage, so not bad. Jordan Howard had the most carries though, because um, with right? Matt Barita and Kalen Bellagio, I mean, Bellagio. that's our best with running that, back at this point. With Miles Gaskin out, it was just Jordan Howard, and he yeah. had ten carries for like eighteen yards and a touchdown. Yeah, which is so gross. I would say guys like Pollard. Tony mm-hmm. Pollard and uh, Alexander Madison are guys that you should pick up this week. Definitely. I don't know where Madison is in terms of um, own percentage, but I know Tony Pollard's 36%. So uh, if they're on your waiver wire, I would go and pick them up um, because that's those the guy are... who had the concussion though. What? It was uh, David, David Johnson had a concussion. Oh yeah, that's so right. Duke, Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson came pickup. in. He might be a good pickup too. The other guy that I was going to reference is uh, Ryan nail. Um, David Montgomery had a concussion this week. He's in concussion protocol. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, I wouldn't put any waiver budget on him, but he might be a decent add and play this week if um, David Montgomery does not play because he's going to get like a majority of the work. I'm trying to yeah. see what he did. Um, I don't even know. I'm not even sure if that's how you say his name. Is it Nall or Nail? <laughs> no idea. I don't know. I, um, mean, I think it's. I think it's Nail. He did not get a rushing attempt in the game because. Uh, because of the fact that um, they were down, so he had, they had to pass a lot, uh, mm-hmm. and he had, he did have four catches for thirty five yards and a receiving touchdown. Um, so he had eleven fantasy points this week, and they have Minnesota, you know, next week, which is a pretty easy matchup for the running back position. Um, and then there's several easy matchups after that, but I don't see Montgomery missing more than one week, so he might be a decent a speculative ad. But yeah, but that's about it. Like you said, just the handcuffs. Other guys that I'm trying to pick up. Yeah. Tony I f- Pollard. I feel like the real conversation always comes at the wide receiver position, like on every single wave. Yeah, there's so. there's <laughs> so more wide receivers for there's sure. There's way more wide receivers. Uh give me a guy. Um, number one on this list is Jalen Rieger. Uh I don't know if he's not available in your league, I don't know why. <laughs> um but he he should be picked up for sure. Sure. He's going to be the wide receiver one. I mean, we've talked about Rieger in some shows, though. Yeah. Um, if he's not the wide receiver one on the Eagles, he's at least the one B um, with... Uh, Who's the one? Travis Fulgrim. Oh, Fulgrim. But I think... Fulgrim. I think Rieger had more... Did he have more targets? Why did you just say Fulgrim? In his first game back. Fulgrim, yeah. Fulgum. Fulgrim. Fulgrim. It's not Fulgrim. It's Fulgum. There's no R. Fulgum. Fulgum. Oh, well. Travis Fulgum. There's no R, bro. What was your question? Because I'm looking it up now. Yeah, yeah. Who had more targets between them? Uh, Jalen regards six, and Fulgham yeah. had... Was it seven? Seven, six, I believe. Seven. Yeah, so about the same. So either way, he's going to be either the 1A or the 1B, because uh, I don't see Alshon Jeffrey really Jeez, Fulgham's doing much still doing good, too. Play at all this year. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be... Rieger's probably going to be a stretch field guy. Like, mm-hmm. Ruggs is not a bad play if you need like a big performance but he's only going to be like a guy who gets like a 70 yard touchdown catch <laughs> you know yeah but I mean? he the difference between rugs and rieger though i think rieger's going to get more targets like rugs only yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree with you there um another guy i, I don't want to steal a guy from you but curtis Steve samuel dude Fender. um have you have you been watching any panthers games i have and they utilize curtis samuel in uh several different aspects uh, not just through the air, but he has looked very good. 
Yeah, he, he has. I think he should be worth a pickup because not only that, he's been the red zone guy. Like every time they get in the red zone, yeah. Curtis Samuel gets a touchdown. It's not DJ Moore. It's not Robbie Anderson. Um, last two mm-hmm. weeks, at least, he's gotten the two touchdowns the, like, in the red zone. And I think so. I think the other aspect, like I said, on Curtis Samuel is that it took a lot of the season for them to kind of figure out what they wanted to do with him. Because over the mm-hmm. first like six weeks of the season, he had six, four, seven, six, eight, and zero in terms of fantasy point outages. And I had drafted him, I think, in like the 16th round or 15th round. And so it was like just real late. Um, and, I, you know, I dropped him really fast because there was no reason to hold on to him. Uh, but the last three weeks, he's had 14, 19, and 22. And the real aspect of his game that has improved is that, you know, this team has figured out how to get the ball going in the red zone. And um, a lot of it has been because of Curtis Samuel's ability to make plays rushing um, yes. on end arounds and screen plays and stuff like that. Um, so he uh, he's interesting. And like you said, red zone opportunity. But the funny thing is, is that according to a lot of um, route running analytics, like uh, they say Curtis Samuel is probably the best route runner on the team. Um, that is surprising. He just doesn't have the best hands in the world. <laughs> so yeah, he did go nine for nine this week. Though, like, yeah. Oh good. yeah. He's, he, he had a great game. So I think he's definitely worth an ad at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're coming up here at the end of the season, especially in the final couple bye weeks, you might need a play at wide receiver. And I think that um, that would be a good play, but I, you didn't steal anything from me there with Curtis Samuel. Okay. Um, Tim Patrick comes into mind. I think uh, he is owned in 17% of leagues. Yeah. Um, I know you picked him up and started him one week. I don't think I, I don't think I did. Pay. I saw oh, somebody else in the league. Oh, okay. Um, so he had nine targets this week. Um, the week before, I don't know if he played or not. He did not. He did not play. So he's had, he's had like an average of like six targets, seven targets a game when he does play. Mm -hmm. Um, he's not hyper efficient. I believe he's right now. The Broncos slot receiver is what I would, uh, that would be my guesstimation. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I've seen Broncos games. I don't know. He's not, he's not really an exciting pickup. He's not, but he, he feels like he's if he's playing a good matchup, I'm confident that he's going to get like 10 points, mm-hmm. you know? So I do think he's worth a roster spot, but he's not definitely not an exciting. Pickup. One of the guys that I've consistently brought up maybe over the last three weeks is Darnell Mooney. Probably the last mm-hmm. guy we'll talk about. Um, unless there's anyone, is there anyone else in specific that you were to reference or I might. Yeah. I do want to talk about one more guy. That's the most super gross, but Oh God. Is it, is it Nelson Aguilar? It is. All right, go ahead. It's so gross, and I don't. I'm not even saying to pick. Violate up, our minds just mentally. Like, just like his numbers the last few weeks, like yeah. 12, 13, 19, 0, and then twelve. Yeah. So like he consistently has one been of those weeks he beat me. points, but he gets like three targets a game. So it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he is it the t- is it touchdowns? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, they don't have m- much, but. I don't know why they don't target Waller more in the red zone. I it doesn't. I mean, it no rugs, why are they targeting Rugs and Aguilar the same? And like Brian Edwards gets like no, like they're targeting Aguilar as just as much as all those other guys. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, the one guy, like I said, Darnell the Raiders Mooney, offense just annoys me. Yeah, the Raiders suck. Um, but the, Darnell Mooney is the guy that I was I was referencing earlier. Uh, I think the big thing for me is like he he doesn't seem like a really great like add 
on the external mm-hmm. because the fantasy point numbers have not been there. But over the last three weeks, he's had seven, six, and 11 targets, and his snap percentages have been 81, 93, and 86. He's a good route runner. He's fast. He gets open. And really, there have been multiple plays where he's gone deep, and they've, they've thrown it to him down the field, and mm-hmm. they, they overthrow him. And he misses the play yeah. by like an inch. And it's like he's getting very close to like breaking off huge plays. Um, and so like over those three weeks where he has an increased snap percentage, increased target percentage, or at least uh, increased target share, um, he's had five, 15 and six. So it hasn't been great. But the big thing about Alan, I mean, uh, about Darnell Mooney is that he does have a relatively easy schedule over the course of the next um, cup uh, this week. And then, you know, it gets shaky after that until week 14, but he does have a good matchup this week and he does have an increased target share. So he might be a decent play if you need one. Um, but I like the target share moving forward. Like, you know, he might, he might end up breaking out and having a really decent, uh, second half to the second half of the season. Um, so that would be a guy at wide receiver I would add, but anyway, let's move on to tight end. We'll talk about tight ends really fast. Um, Jimmy Graham had 14 fantasy points this week for Chicago. Um, he's clearly looking like a guy that catches the ball in the red zone. And um, yep. for Chicago Bears, when they get there, they feel more comfortable throwing it to him in the middle of the field than they do on the outsides to Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and uh, Anthony Miller. So um, he might be a touchdown upside or touchdown dependent tight end, but he's not wor- He's not. He's definitely not like a bad ad for this week. Um, I don't know if there's any other tight ends you want to reference. Um, If Hooper's available in your league, I don't think he's a bad pickup considering now that with Odell out um, and Mayfield's probably going to target him a little bit more than he did earlier in the year. Right. And even earlier in the year, he wasn't, he wasn't awful. Mm -hmm. Um, He was getting like seven points a week, which isn't great, but um, it's not the worst considering the tight end position this year. Right. Um, I do want to see what Trey Burton did this week. Uh, if I can have probably nothing good. Probably nothing good. Yeah, but I, I'm curious because I watched the game. He had four targets. That's what it was. But he only had one catch. So forget Trey Burton. Never mind. Yeah, but yeah, no, Jordan Reed in San Francisco. Are the only two guys. How did he do? Who? Jordan Reed in San Francisco. The man oh, never like, goes away. I think he had like one catch. Wow. The other guy, Ross. Ross. Um, did he do good? Yeah, he he had he had like seven face points. It was trash time, oh, but good. he had like a 30 yard catch. Yeah. I mean, and their team like is going to be garbage anyway. Well, yeah, Jordan Reed had one catch for three yards. So. Unless you have any other tight ends, that'll complete our, our waiver wire show for this week. Yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, there you have it. Waiver wire week 10 complete. We're cruising. We only got uh, six fantasy football weeks left. Seven, maybe. Uh, so be sure to follow along. We have a waiver wire show next week. Tomorrow we have trade targets. Be sure to listen. Then uh, go to check out our website and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Fantasy champs. Later. Thank you for listening to the fantasy champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF champs.